Well, welcome to a generation service at First Assembly. And we call these our generation services because we have all generations present this morning. We have little kids down here. And we have senior adults, and we have people who haven't been married before and don't have children. You're still a part of our family. And this service is for everyone this morning, so welcome. Psalms 145, rather, verse 5, says, So that all generations would know him. And that's my heart, and I know I can speak on behalf of the church. That's our heart, that all generations would know God. And I remember being a child just like this, and singing in the children's choir. And I would sit in services with my parents sometimes, my mom, and I probably drove her nuts. You know, mom, I need a snack. Do you have any gum? I need to go to the bathroom. It's like bedtime, you know? I need a drink of water. Can I go to their house after church today for lunch? And da, da, da. And it, uh, it probably was annoying for her, to be completely honest, okay? And so just like this morning, we might have some kids yell out. I know we've had some kids running around the stage, and we call it beautiful chaos. But you know why mornings like this are necessary? They're necessary, because I remember even being a child, and when, you know, we would leave service and we would drive home, I don't remember asking my mom, you know, mom, Pastor Ben talked about, I don't know, reincarnation. What does that mean? I didn't have these theological, super huge questions from those services, but it left a mark on my life, seeing adults worshiping God and coming together. And so that's why we put services like that on this morning, okay? And this morning, I'm going to talk to you just for a couple minutes about the transforming love of God. And we believe that Jesus came as a baby on Christmas because God loves us so much that he wants to transform our lives and change our lives. And that what our lives look like today He doesn't even want them to look like tomorrow, okay? So I'm going to share a bit about my story. And also, I was born in a church, dedicated as a baby. I have two older sisters, and I also have a twin sister. She doesn't look anything like me. To spare you guys asking me that question after, okay? And when I was two years old, a pivotal moment in my life happened. And my father had some mental illness challenges, okay? And there was one particular day that we actually had to flee the home and live in our neighbor's basement for three days, and it was a life or death situation. And without our neighbor saving us that day, I probably wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here today, okay? My mom was then a single mom. She had four kids. My mom got pregnant again. She had a fifth kid. And my mom drove a school bus for a living. And how many of you know that if you have five children and you drive a school bus, you probably don't have enough money. And you probably don't have enough money to feed your kids and buy your kids nice clothes and have this picture-perfect home. But she tried. And so we were in and out of the food banks. We lived in um, subsidized housing. And how many of you know in subsidized housing, a lot of stuff happens. And it's not stuff that children should see. And it's not stuff that any of us should ever witness. Okay? My sisters began to see what was happening, and they began to fall into some of those traps, okay? And my sisters were in and out of of jail and babies that they don't have custody of and different relationships with numerous, numerous people, okay? My mom then got pregnant again. My mom then got pregnant again, twins again. 
If you lost count, join the club. That makes eight. Okay, so my mom had eight babies. At that point, she decided, you know what, let's get married again. She got married again, this time to someone severely abusive. I'm talking... Um, you know, you had to ask to open the refrigerator. You had to ask if you could make a phone call. If you wanted to go to school and you wanted to take something, you had to ask if you could take it because it might not be yours. It was in the home and the home didn't belong to you and da 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 okay? And so my life looked like a series of events that weren't very promising, okay? And so by the world standards, when you fall into those statistics, I probably should be a teenage mom, okay? I probably should have been divorced, if even married, five times over by now. I probably shouldn't have a job, probably never should have pursued post-secondary education. But how many of you know that God doesn't live by the standards of the world? And God says, I loved you while you were still a sinner, and I have plans for you to advance you to greater, okay? When my mom got married again, Third time, we were living in subsidized housing, okay? And uh, when you live in subsidized housing, you're only allowed so many people per home, okay? And they just grid it by however many people live there. There's so many bedrooms, and so you only qualify for certain homes depending on numbers of people. It's just how it works. And so she got married again, and that made an extra body in the home, which meant someone had to go, and that person was me. So my mom said, Lisa, you're actually not going to be able to stay here anymore because there's too many people here. I was 18, okay? So I remember I, did, I, I honestly didn't know what I was going to do. And the easy answer probably would have been, go get a boyfriend. He'll take care of you, at least for a little while, even if you get a year. Right now, you don't even have tomorrow. I mean, that'd be the easy answer, right? But I went to church, and I had been involved in the youth group, kind of, and I told the pastor at the time I didn't have anywhere to go, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And he said, why don't you come live with us? And it was a pivotal moment where the love of God had transformed his life. And he believed like God had greater for me because he knew what the Bible said about me. He knew that the Bible didn't say it was a statistic. And the Bible says the same for you. You're not a statistic. That season of your life doesn't have to be your whole story. And I knew in that moment that I wanted to look back on my life 10 years later and my life looked different. And I want the same for today. I'm 33 When I'm 43, my life better look more like Jesus. My life better be more transformed by God because that's why Jesus came as a baby. And the same is true for you today. Let me tell you some things about what the Word of God says you are because you're not what the world says you are. The Word of God says that you are more precious than rubies. The Word of God says that you are justified and you're redeemed. It says that you're a child of God, that you're a new creation in Jesus that you're no longer a slave to sin and that you're blameless in the sight of God. The Bible says that this is what real love is. It's not that we loved God, but it's that he loved us so much that he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And I know that God's love is so strong for me that he doesn't want me to be what the world says I should be. He wants me to be what he says he is. And you can read your Bible and find out all sorts of great things about what God says you are. So, you know, I don't do this job. I work here at the church. I don't do this for a job. I do this because I believe in the transformation that Jesus can bring to your life. And I believe that we're going to transform generations, and we're going to transform the city, and we're going to transform the world because we're going to learn what the Word of God says about us, and we're going to live that out despite what the world says about us. And so in this place today, I believe there's two types of people, okay? 
There's one type of person, and you know Jesus. And you know what it's like to be transformed by God. And maybe your life looks great, and you're just this million-dollar family. Do you know that the Bible wants us to have a daily transformation? It doesn't happen once. You don't just accept Jesus and life is amazing. It's a continual transformation every day. God, make me more like you. God, help me to walk with you every single day of our lives. And a great way for you to do that is to join a community group where you can be together with other believers on the same journey, going through the same stuff, championing each other, overcoming things together, and cheering each other on. The second type of person that's here this morning, a lot of what I said you might not even understand because you don't know what the Bible says about you. And you've been caught in this rut. And you've been caught in this season of life. And that season doesn't have to be your story. There's better for you. You can overcome where you're at today because the Word of God tells us so. And that's why Jesus came as a baby. Amen? And that's available to all of us today. It's accessible anytime. The Bible says when you don't know what to say, you just say the name, Jesus. And it's really that simple. And because I made that decision, I want you to know I'm the first person in my family to have a baby in wedlock. I'm the first person in my family to do basic things like buy a home and go to college, have a savings account. Things like that seem like the norm, but they're not. And it's a challenge to overcome that. And I share this with you today so you can know that your life looks different. And my prayer for today is that you leave here different than you came in. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray this morning, and you're going to repeat after me. And this morning, if you want to make a decision that you want to transform your life, you want your life to look different than the way that you came in, you can repeat after me when we pray. And after we do that, there's going to be prayer people up here who would love to champion you on to overcome your current situation. Okay? And you're welcome to join them up here, and we would love to pour into you and get to know you because that's why we're here. Because Jesus came to change lives. Amen? So why don't you guys bow your heads and close your eyes. And we're going to do something like what I do with the kids. I call it a repeat after me prayer. Because it's a repeat after me prayer. So why don't you join me this morning and say, Dear God, thank you for coming at Christmas as a baby in a manger. Because you loved me so much. You had the best plans for my life. And you want me to be transformed every single day. Jesus, I make a decision that I want to learn what you say about me through relationship with you. Help me, Jesus, because I need you. Amen. Did you know that the Bible tells us that when people want to begin a relationship with him, that all of heaven rejoices? It's found right in the word of God. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We all made some huge decisions. We're going to celebrate this morning, and we're going to play that Noel song that we played when the kids came in this morning. If you would love prayer, we would love to pray with you. There'll be some people up here, probably myself as well. If you're a parent, you're welcome to come and get your child during the song. And for everyone, we have tons and tons of cookies, pretty much any variety you could ever think of. In the gym, we also have hot chocolate, and we would love to stay and get to know you while we champion each other on this journey with Jesus.
Merry Christmas from First Assembly. Thanks for coming.